Well, hello everybody and welcome to this week's podcast edition of Your Manchester. I'm John, Mr. Carl Austin Behan. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. And I believe the podcast is available on Spotify, Amazon and all other usual download channels. It is indeed. Now tonight we've got an amazing show for you. On the show today we have Calabro. We have, we, we've got you. You've got me. You're here. I'm here to, to waffle as usual. That's alright. We've also got Gary Manners from the Travel Councillors and we're also talking to Darren Knight from the George House Trust. been a strange week this week with yeah. uh, with the with, with the way that um, the villagers managed to come together again in Manchester. Well, we should just explain what happened. We were most of the drag queens from the village were up 19 stories, ready to do an abseil, and we get a message that the two main murals in the gay village have been ruined. Yeah, some some am I allowed to say moron? Yes. Yeah, some moron decided to uh, scroll graffiti over both of them. Um, there's a Davina one, uh, Davina yeah. De Campo, that had quite a lot of uh, uh, yeah. writing over it with the with the Devil six 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 on there as well, yeah. and then the the other one, the Alan Turing, uh, the the one with Fufu Lamar and Emmeline Pankhurst, again had graffiti scrawled over it, and it is just absolutely mindless. And considering you know Alan Turing, the the amazing man he was, the inventor, we're that celebrating he was, him. You know, is, is, last week we were talking about 109 mm-hmm. uh, 109 years. Yeah. Uh, of his birthday, so you've got flowers 100 metres down the road in Sackville Gardens to celebrate his life, celebrate everything he's done. Obviously, he committed suicide, um, but then you've got some, as I say, mindless moron writing yep. over and scrolling over the uh, the actual artwork. But thankfully, um, I got a phone call off Ian Scott yes. on uh, on the Sunday morning from Canal Street Online. It is yes, yep. and, and and basically we managed to with the with the city council uh, with the local councillors managed to pull together and managed to get in touch with the local artists as well who all came together, and within 72 hours, it's as if it was nothing rectified. happened. My favourite bit of this was they, they were so moronic, these people, that they decided within their wisdom to spell things wrong. Yeah, because yes. I, I wondered why they were promoting bar stools. <laughs> Absolutely. Like you say, though, you did manage to rectify it, so you just saw there that we've re-sorted it there. That's it, re- back to its normality. And, of course, the Davina one um, also went back to normal. I can't, but I love the way you covered it up with stickers, though, to start it, with. It, it was the, the, the Biffa bins, the Biffa bin bags. You're outrageous. <laughs> I wanted you. to make sure that, you know, we weren't offending anybody. As soon as we found out about it, everything yeah. was covered up. Uh, as I say, because you never know who's walking down there. No, that's true, do you? And so it must be, everybody. We have Calabro on the show right now for you. Hello! Hello. Oh, it's amazing. Matt Pagan, we conversed only a few months ago about you becoming my singing teacher. I know. <clears throat> I think we were wise not to do that, to be honest <laughs> with you. How are you, boys? I can't quite see you quite small over there. Where are uh, you? There we go. There we got you. Oh, We've got better. you. How's it been for you, first of all, lockdown? Um, it's been difficult. Um, we're definitely look forward, uh, looking forward to coming back and performing uh, this weekend, uh, which should yeah. be very, very, very exciting. The first time we've performed in a long, 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 long time. Uh, we just want to be back on stage, you know, like everyone else. We, we just, we just want to start performing again. Yeah. What have you been doing during lockdown? <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? Um, no, we, uh, we've been we've been keeping in contact. Um, we've been, you know, keeping our voices um, up to scratch. Hopefully, every day. Um, yeah, but apart from that, we're just um, surviving. It's all you can really do at the moment. 
surviving. Now, you won, um, well, you did, you won Britain's Got Talent in 2014. And since then, let's be honest with this, they have gone crazy, our little island, haven't they? The world has gone crazy for you. Why? Um, we've, we've been very, very lucky. Uh, we've loved every second of it. And, you know, we, we're still going. And I think that's something that um, we're very, very proud of. We're, we're seven years in now. It's been seven years since we won the show. So it's uh, to still be going and... Um, you know, still getting to go out and perform is is absolutely unbelievable. And like Tom said, we just can't wait to get back out there and do what we love. In a way, what what do you find that sort of you can do differently to try and keep it fresh? As you say, you've been going for seven years. So how do you manage to sort of keep sort of uh, sort of making sure that everyone's sort of still excited and everyone's really looking forward to seeing you? I think one yeah. of the, one, one of the things that we do um, is every single tour that we do. We try and add something, like a little surprise something uh, we've done. Um, obviously, we're known for going on Britain's Got Talent and singing the stuff from Les Mis. And um, let's face it, we do sing a lot of depressing songs. So what we uh, what we try and do is add uh, like a Jersey Boys medley we've done. We've done a Motown medley. Um, we've done a title track from Greece. It's just trying to do something that's a little bit different and... Um, you know, we love putting our our stamp on loads of different genres. So just trying to keep doing what we do. And I guess some something's working. So we're, we're very happy. Now, Halloween time, you're preparing in Salford at the Lowry. Uh, what can we expect from your greatest hit show? That That's right. On exactly the 31st of October, I don't know if we'll do anything spooky at the Lowry, <laughs> maybe. Um <laughs> But yes, what you can expect from uh, that night is a lot of musical theatre. We always say that, you know, musical theatre, you, you share the songs with the audience. It's about sharing a, an emotion and a story with people. Um, that's why we, you know, we look out into the crowd and um, I, I, we see a lot of people crying on the front rows um, and hopefully for the right reasons. Um, but as, as I said, it is literally a, a connection between the audience and performer, and that's what we just really, really love about doing it. And I suppose with, with it being the musicals, there's, there's something for everybody, isn't there, in that case? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as Matt just said, um, you, it completely ranges from all of the depressing songs in Les Mis, <laughs> from um, all of the, the toe tappers, Jersey Boys is, you know, its own musical and absolutely everything in between. We do um, Disney as well, um, stuff from Anastasia. Um, so we really we really have plundered the depths of, uh, of musical theatre repertoire. And have you found over the years your, your audience has changed or has the audience sort of stuck with you as you've been going through? The, the the audience have been absolutely incredible. We've got um, we've got a very special fan base that have stuck with us from from day one, and um, we've always said, you know, we've we've had times where we've been doing a meet and greet, and we'd have um, a daughter, a mother, and a grandmother all together, and so having three generations coming to see us is very special. And we, you know, I think we we talk a lot of rubbish on stage, and people seem to like that, so it doesn't really. It doesn't matter what kind of age you are. There's something for everybody in our shows and uh, no show is ever the same. So it's, uh, it's always a lot of fun. So the Greatest Hits Talk coming back and it's going to be absolutely sensational and rather fantastic. Is there an album that will um, accompany that tour? 
not this time, no. Um, it's obviously uh. been... I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, it's been um, very difficult, obviously, for everyone uh, during lockdown. Well, during lockdown is actually when we... Uh, not lockdown itself, but while when we couldn't tour, that was when we produced the Christmas album. Uh, but it's just and been a so Christmas long Christmas album now. it was too. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Um, but it, it's been so long since anybody's seen us perform now. Our fans are, are really kind of uh, just just really want to see us. Just really want to see us again. So, so we it, thought we so would uh, thought we would open back up with a greatest hit to to just say, look, here are all of your favourite songs that you wanted to hear over the past two years but haven't had a chance to. And of course, this weekend, as you did mention, this Saturday you are performing at the. Um, Pop-up wonderful festival. I don't know how they can call it a pop-up festival, to be honest with you. It's 50, uh, 10 weeks, is it, of entertainment at Tatton? Oh, is it, is it 10 yeah. weeks, is it? Yeah, I am. And uh, are you doing your full tour there, or is it just a few selections of numbers? We're doing um, we're doing a lot of songs. Um, so, obviously, having having been through all the lockdowns and, um, and everything, as Tom said, we've been trying to keep our voices in as good a nick as we can, because uh, we're doing... Uh, two big, very big sets uh, with all the biggest songs that we have. Uh, it's going to be absolutely unbelievable, and it's a one that you're not really, you're not going to want to miss this one because it's our first one back, and we cannot wait. Well, I am very, very excited about this. I really am excited. How do you go about um, picking who sings what? How does it all come together? What's the process? Fight. It's 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 very <laughs> organic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fight to the death. <laughs> Um, no, it is. It's very organic. Um, we uh, go through with a um, like a musical advisor, um, and we kind of hand out parts. And if somebody goes, you know, actually, I think you'd sound better on this part than me. You know, we 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 swap it round. Or somebody goes, oh my god, guys, I really want this part in a song. That's happened a couple of times, and we just go, yeah, no, absolutely, you can you can do that. So it's, um, you, it's just your the, voices are so different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of give and take. Like, um, a lot of the time, I know that I can't start songs as well as some of the other boys because my voice doesn't go quite low enough. Um, but then on some of the higher floaty bits, that's kind of my more domain. So we all have strengths and weaknesses, um, but at the same time, we, we just listen to each other. It's nice. It's lovely. It's absolutely fantastic. So once again, this Saturday, you are at the Tatton Pop-Up wonderful... Uh, 10-week phenomenon. That's the only way I can describe it. There's so much going on there. We've got lots of information about all that's going on there. But the most important thing to focus on this week is that Calabro are there and live and together. Again, because the, the reason I should explain, there is four of you. Uh, just two of you are... are, are yeah, we, got the, we wanted the better looking two. Is that yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we opted for the butch two. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. So, yeah. Oh, look. Yes, we keep seeing your tattoos on Instagram and everything as well, Mr. Thomas. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. uh, well, and your piercings. Matt's got, quite a few, Matt's got quite a few as well, but um, I have think we you? all like tattoos. I have. Oh, look. I've not even, have you got a tattoo? I have got a tattoo. It's just my phone number, just so I know when I'm hammered, I know where to get home. Um, other than that, boys, thank you so much for your time today. You and I shall much. see you on Saturday uh, to watch your phenomenal show. Thank you very much. And now we have Darren Knight from the George House Trust. Now, we were posed a question and it made me, well, I don't think I have the relevant information. So I wanted to speak to you and, of course, Cal, about this situation. And the question that was posed to me was, and it was... Perhaps a silly question in hindsight, but it was a question that I wanted to deal with. And the question was, does HIV affect women? Yes. 
Yes, it certainly Discuss. does. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. Um, and so I think that um, as kind of the world has changed um, from obviously back in 1981, um, when obviously it was seen to be a very much a, a gay um, virus. Um, nowadays, about 45% of people that access George House Trust services identify as female. And I think that's probably it, isn't it, Darren? The fact that for, for many, many years we were always told it was a gay man's disease and it, was, it, it just uh, was for gay men, especially um, in this country. Whereas we, we look around the world and we know how, you know how many people are affected worldwide uh, with different communities, well, different groups and different, uh, with, with different people from across the world. Yeah, absolutely. I think the most important thing to always say is that HIV can impact anybody and affect anybody. And that's why we all need to know our status and have, you know, kind of control over the sex that we have. I think um, also understanding some of those different barriers that impact different groups is really, really important. And I think that there has been for a long time, um, for many women, they feel certain invisibility around HIV. And what we really need is to um, tackle the stigma for anybody living with HIV so we, that we see more women come through as champions. So at George House Trust, we're really, really lucky. We've got some strong female advocates that are willing to kind of put their head above the parapet. And I said to Belinda, if I had a bit more notice, I'd have brought a, a wonderful array of them all with me this evening because um, we have women's groups and support groups and everything like that. And also um, at George House Trust, we provide formula milk to new mums. We have um, specific services targeting women. We um, recruit peer mentors who are women. Um, our positive speakers programme takes women into schools to educate and inform. So everything we do is actually championing, um, tackling stigma for women as well as anybody else living with HIV. And at the, at the moment, obviously, because of with the way the lockdown's been, how are people able to access the services from George House Trust at the moment? Um, well, we're still delivering face-to-face -face services, so for those that need it, but obviously we've moved a lot of things online and via telephone, and that's really worked out well for people to access our services because some people prefer it. Um, so we're offering a mixed office, so people can get in touch with George House Trust and say how they want to have the service. So they can say, I'd prefer to meet somebody face-to-face, -face, and we can arrange that, or we can do it on the internet, or over the phone, so everything is still available. Now our group work has worked a bit differently and most of that's been going on via Zoom, but our one-to-one -one service advice and making sure we can get food to people and all those kind of things have still been running throughout COVID and will continue to do so. Darren, when we get back to normality and the restrictions are lifted, will the options still be there for people to have either face-to-face -face or on the, on the phone? Yeah, so we did um, our service user survey, which we do every year, and people are kind of getting to grips with having that kind of mixed offer. And if we're a charity that wants to deliver what people need, and as that changes, and I think COVID's triggered a lot of more digital interaction and interventions, then we're moving with the times and making that as easy available. So I think it's really good that people have a choice, and we're committed to doing that at George House Trust, and I think it, it gives people that flexibility, because some people don't want to leave the house. Some people, you know, had a busy, tiring day at work, need that kind of maybe group support, speaking to other people, but doing that digitally really works for them. What we're finding and the challenge for us as an organisation is how do we meet the needs of people online and in person at the same time? And I think grappling with that over the future, in the future will be quite interesting for us, but we're starting to get to grips with it and kind of doing some stuff online, some stuff in person, and that's how we think we'll get around that. And I suppose in a way that that's, that's sort of better for, for services across Greater Manchester as well, for the fact that, that everyone can now sort of make sure that they can tap into the services that you, you've got available. 
Absolutely. Um, I think what's really important, though, that we don't forget is that digital poverty and digital literacy impacts people, everybody, but specifically people living with HIV from our perspective. And so some people can't get online. Then you've got confidentiality as well. So people might be in shared accommodation. They might not want to go onto a group and talk to it. So we need to make sure as an organization that we have that facility where people can come and talk to us if they want to, because what we don't want to do is disadvantage anybody living with HIV. It's all, I can say it every time you're it's all very amazing exactly what you do. Uh, if people are wanted to reach out, what's the best way for them to do it right now? Website, ght.org.uk. You can get all the information about telephone numbers um, who you need to contact if you want to get in touch. Our email address, talk at ght.org.uk as well. Um, and as I said, good old-fashioned telephone. I just wanted to say woohoo to that wonderful box you've got on your table. Yes, I spy with my little eye, yes. It just kind of appeared. I don't know what quite happened, (laughs) but it's very lovely. And um, it's not very often I say this, but I am looking forward to getting my box filled. Um, (laughs) So if anybody at any point wishes to put um, anything in my slot (laughs) to fill my box, then feel free. All donations are going to the George House Trust, everybody. I always you're walk now, into the patron, trap. Aren't you? I'm now a, I'm, well, I'm a patron. A, a you're an ambassador, ambassador aren't you? An you're ambassador. one of our remains ambassadors. ambassadors. Yes. Well done, congratulations. I get a poster. I'll be having yeah. an OB eventually. Not just you, Flower, that's all. I'll settle for Dame. I'll settle for Dame. Dame Twanky. Right, Darren Knight, as always, an absolute pleasure to speak to you. And uh, we'll catch up with you in just a few weeks' time. Thanks for your support. I appreciate it. Goodbye, everyone. Okay, everybody. It's time for a holiday. I'm sure that's a sentence you've said to yourself many and many a time. But where can we go and what can we do and what do we do to have to get to go where we want to go? Only one person can tell us. That's Mr. Gary Manners. I don't know. I think a lot of people are just fed up. I'm just basically thinking about a caravan in Scarborough, really, just because that's the only place to go. Whereas, actually, there is a lot more options available to them, isn't there? Exactly. Well, with with the um, decisions that the UK government's made, we can now travel to Australia. Antigua, Barbados, the Balearic, so you've got Ibiza, Menorca, Formentere. Um, they're all in Grenada, Gibraltar. But what do you have to have to be able to go? This is the thing. Now, people are really confused because um, it's a bit of a minefield out there. Everyone's unsure what, what to do. So what I've done, I've made a little bit of a hit list to remind everybody on what you should do before you travel. So if this helps everyone... Um, if you get stuck on anything, my number is 01618267430 and I'm there to help. So ensure first of all your passports are all up to date. Six months validity. Some countries are asking for 12 months. Wow. Take out valid travel insurance, um, which includes the COVID-19 cover and also um, the refused boarding cover. Because sometimes you'll get to the airport and you may have the symptoms and they won't let you on the flight. But there is insurance cover for that. So make sure you've got a good quality insurance. What about cancellations? If they cancel, if they you cancel, get your money back? you'll get your money back, or you get chance to transfer to next year. Okay. And, that, and so, has the insurance premiums gone up a lot? Slightly, not as much as okay. you would have thought. It's still it's still affordable, but pay it's better spending up on your insurance yeah. for sure. Um, download the NHS app. You're always asked on your second jab to download the NHS app. It's so important you do that. Um, Does that become a bit of a COVID passport now then though? Yes, of course, yes. But we've had a situation, I was just saying uh, to Carl earlier on, um, Malta's computer and the UK's computer aren't speaking to each other at the moment. So even though Malta (sighs) is on the green list, you now have to get a letter from your doctor. (laughs) So um, 
Now, I'm, I'm, I'm presuming, because I know sometimes doctors charge for letters, but I'd like to think that they're doing well, that for free. Well, this is something... I, I have no idea what if there'll be charges involved. They should but, be, though, shouldn't um, they? You would it think does so. take five days or more. Um, so if you are travelling short notice to Malta, get in touch with your doctor straight away for the letter, because that with, is a new requirement. With that, though, we've seen overnight that the decisions change depending what what's happening yeah, on this, the very... this was literally so, yesterday. So, 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 you know, obviously it's changing all the time. I mean, what, what would your advice be for people who are thinking... Should we book something? Do we do we take the gamble, or do we think you know let's let's have a, a caravan in Scarborough, let's go to the Lake District, or let's go to yeah, Blackpool? Yeah, well, the UK staycations are really, really selling like hotcakes. The UK has become a great destination in itself. People have discovered that we've got a great country after all, you know, and and it's it's been absolutely amazing. Long live um, Pontins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, the UK has been a great seller, and people are wanting to go abroad but i would probably say is maybe wait until the 18th of july see what's happening after the big announcement because that's when we're supposed to be the doors are open thing is and we are a beautiful we are a beautiful country yes yes and 20 minutes out down the road and we're in beautiful countryside you know we're in hills and we're we're sort of everywhere but we've got on our doorstep really in this country apart from the weather and that's the only 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 problem we, we, all, we are having a nice sunny spell here. We are at the moment. There's nothing you could follow a plan for, is there? <laughs> Not like our countries <laughs> that you mentioned in Our that. 2020 holiday was a hot tub. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're very lucky. You had a hot tub. Very lucky. <laughs> I tell you so, what, where would you recommend then at the top so, of your list? Right, well, I have also got a list of offers going offers? in July. Yes. Oh. Believe it or not, there are offers still out there. Right. So, these are ones I ran off this afternoon. So the BH Mallorca in Magaluf, um, yeah. which is on the slides uh, that I've sent there. Mallorca. Travelling on the 17th of July. That's a cathedral there in Palma itself. Um, nice, that's that the beach. Nice. An all-inclusive, travelling on the 17th of July for a week. Return flights from Manchester, £675. That's not bad that's at all, is it? That's good, that is, yeah, it? that's going on the 17th of July. Um, Ibiza rocks in Ibiza if you want to party oh, yeah. in Ibiza. Going on the 11th of July for a week, 699 per person. So the offers are still the there. Office, the offers are still coming um, Porto Palenza in Mallorca, 24th of July for a week, all-inclusive, 635. And do you think the offers are there because of the uncertainty? And, and the I think it's a mix of people... that. I think they really wanted to get people moving again, so mm-hmm. the prices are down. Compared to Barbados, I can get you to Barbados on the 10th of August for a week, 1,949, because Barbados is open as well. And then Antigua on the 23rd for 1879 for a week bed and breakfast at the Blue Waters, which I was lucky enough to stay at a few years ago. That sounds lovely, property. that one. Just, doesn't it? Yeah, right on the coast. Lovely. lovely. There's so so there's, there's lots out there. There's loads of places yeah. that you can go, isn't there? It's quite. But you've got to make sure you've got the right. Do you have to pay for your jobs order? at either end as well, though. Yes. So you have to. So there's there's extra money on top of there that yeah. you have to consider as well. But travel counsellors are doing discount codes on the packages. So Travel Council have got everything covered, got, haven't they? Yeah, hey, covered. I like it. You've and got... they're the recommended companies that because the government is using accredited um, organisations for testing and making sure that they've got the customer service there as well. And is it still so, that sort of advice to make sure you book, you book everything on credit card? That's another point yeah. as well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's, there's some comeback then as well, isn't it, with the credit card? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Although fingers crossed, let's just put this out there. We should be all right very, very soon. 
Yeah, the 18th, 19th of so July. So at the moment, there is no harm in booking a holiday because by the time, hopefully, you've booked it and you're ready to go, you'll actually be able to go and enjoy it. Enjoy it. Which is what we all could do. Summer 22 is selling really, really well. Already? Um, September, October and Christmas. So... You know, we've yeah, got I all like the seasons I like going away beginning, beginning of the beginning of January. I like going sort of the beginning, yeah. you know, beginning of the, the year, sort sun. of put everything away. Sort of, we nice normally do the first week there. in September and the second week in January because that's when it's quiet. How do you think it's going to work with cruises? Cruises, you're well. obsessed, man. You're obsessed. <laughs> I realised what I said then, and I said it. Are we still allowed to cruise? <laughs> Of course, yeah. Because <laughs> the, the thing is, there's a lot of ships that are just all over the place, aren't there? It's going to take some manoeuvring to get them back to, well, at to the, the ports they need to be. All of the major cruise lines are in the UK waters because we've got Virgin, we've got Celebrity, we've got P&O, we've got the new Virgin ship that we've been supporting. Yes. So that's selling really well. The Scarlet Lady. That sounds that's fantastic. That's doing the, the around the UK cruise. So, oh, is it? Yeah, in August. Mm. There's six dates in August and September. I'll make sure That's I get your details. really well. Well, there we are. Did you have a fantastic show? I did. It went very, very quickly. It's very, very quickly. Just the way I like it. Join us next week for another fantastic podcast edition of... Your Manchester! Manchester.